Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the wide receiver position. So breaking down every single week 16 matchup, there are going to be timestamps down below in the comment section. If you guys want to jump around to specific matchups, that is going to be totally fine. But let's just get into the Thursday night game where we have the 49ers taking on the Titans. For the 49ers, Debo Samuel locked in start every single week. Even though he's more of a running back now, you continue to fire him up as a wide receiver one because the man just keeps getting into the end zone. And we did see a little bit of an uptick in his targets, which is definitely good to see. So he's not super touchdown dependent. And then for Brandon Ayuk, I did end up listing him as a start, but he is very, very borderline. There's just not a ton of consistency there. I really thought he would start to have a huge breakout with Debo Samuel operating more as a running back. It just hasn't happened. So he's probably like a wide receiver three kind of flex option. For the Titans, it looks like A.J. Brown may be able to go. They activated his return window from IR, so it's not a guarantee he plays in this game. If he does play, I think you plug him in as a start, probably like a wide receiver two mid to back end, just because we really haven't seen him play. And he was kind of struggling before he went on IR. If he doesn't play, I'm not interested in any of these Titans wide receivers. Then moving on to the weekend's slated games, we've got the Browns taking on the Packers. I mean, this Browns team is also kind of all up in the air. We've got all these COVID cases. I ended up going with Jarvis Landry as a start. Wide receiver one here. You know, they're probably going to be behind early against the Packers, so we could see a decent amount of volume. Donovan Peoples-Jones wouldn't be the worst play in deeper leagues, but I did end up going with a sit for him. For the Packers, Devontae Adams, obviously a start. I also ended up going with Marquez Valdez-Scantling as a start. He's shown a huge ceiling in recent weeks. He's had uh, 20 plus points in two of the last four games, really establishing himself as the clear-cut wide receiver two on that roster. So he's like the wide receiver three flex range, but someone who I do think has a pretty high ceiling on a week-to-week basis. Then we've got the Colts taking on the Cardinals. For the Colts, man, Michael Pittman started off really hot. Looked like he was going to be like a mid-tier wide receiver two all season. Really cooled off as of late. And it's not even really his fault. It's just that Jonathan Taylor is so dominant. He can basically phase, you know, Carson Wentz and his passing attack out of games, which is really, really rare at the running back position. I still think Pittman's a start, but he's definitely more of that wide receiver three flex range. For the Cardinals, Christian Kirk is a start. It looks like he is going to be the wide receiver one with DeAndre Hopkins out. So he's probably a solid wide receiver to play. Then I'm sitting AJ Green and Rondell Moore. Then in a divisional game, rough here for the receivers, Giants taking on the Eagles. This Giants wide receiver core is just a mess. I listed Kenny Galladay here as a sit. You're sitting everyone. We've got Sterling Shepard out for the season. Definitely tough for him. Daniel Jones, they're shutting him down. So this offense is just going to be a disaster. For the Eagles, I listed Devonta Smith as a start, but he is very, very borderline. He's another guy in that like wide receiver three flex range. And it's tough because it's not his fault. It's just that the passing game is not super supported. I mean, Jalen Hurts almost threw for 300 yards uh, on Tuesday night, and it still, you know, could not support Devonta Smith. So just a tough situation here. Very talented wide receiver, very bright future. Just don't know if he's going to be getting it done at a fantasy football level. Then moving on to the Rams taking on the Vikings, Cooper Cup, don't even need to talk about it, locked in start, best fantasy wide receiver this season, probably going to be like a top three pick 
next year if I had to kind of put money on it right now. So he's a start. I didn't really know what to do with OBJ and Van Jefferson. These guys were tough calls. They're going to fall in that same wide receiver three flex range. Both of them basically were non-existent in this game, but it was kind of a weird Odyssey game for this Rams offense. So we know they can put together nice performances. They have those like five for 80 in the touchdown games in them. Just didn't happen this week, but I don't think they have the consistency just because Cooper Cup is so dominant and commands such a huge target share. For the Vikings, you continue to fire up Justin Jefferson as a high-end wide receiver one. And then Adam Thielen, I think there's a chance he's back. If he's back, you're definitely firing him up. If he's not, then KJ Osborne's going to slot in as like a probably wide receiver three flex range. I feel like I'm putting so many guys in that territory, but there's a lot of kind of fringe players this week. Then moving on to the Bills traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Stephon Diggs locked in wide receiver one every week. Cole Beasley just went on the COVID list, so he is not going to be available for this game because he's unvaccinated. So he has to take the mandatory, I think it's like 10 games. And I think that bumps up Gabriel Davis to be a start. We kind of thought he was already taking over Emmanuel Sanders' role, but this basically locks in that he is going to be very involved in this offense. He's been performing very well as of late, and I think he can continue that here against the Patriots. Then I'm sitting Emmanuel Sanders. For the Patriots, I'm just sitting all these wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar. None of them really have these high ceilings, and the safety is not really there for any of them either. So all those players are going to be sits. Then another divisional game between the Buccaneers and the Panthers. For the Bucs, Mike Evans is week to week. There's a chance he plays this week, chance he doesn't. We don't know if he does suit up, locked in start. Antonio Brown is going to be back. He's done with that suspension for you know faking the vaccine status. And he may actually be on a snap count. I believe Bruce Arian said somewhere between 30 and 35 snaps. I don't even care. Plug him in because if he is running like 25 routes, this isn't even an exaggeration. I think he could legitimately see 12 to 13 targets just on those 25 routes. Because if Mike Evans is out, Tom Brady does not trust any of these other wide receivers. I feel like there's kind of a myth that the Bucks have this great depth. And you know, they definitely have some kind of bigger name guys in terms of depth pieces. But Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, those guys have done nothing all season long. Jalen Darden has just been atrocious. And then you've got Brashad Perriman, who really has one big play all season, hasn't done anything other than that. So if Mike Evans is not suiting up for this game, Brady's just going to be force feeding Antonio Brown the ball, and he's going to be producing even if he's limited in terms of his snaps. For the Panthers, DJ Moore is a start, but he's not a ceiling play just because Cam Newton cannot get it together or anyone playing quarterback on this Panthers team. Robbie Anderson has been more involved as of late, just not interested with him in my lineup. Then we've got the Jaguars taking on the Jets. This is just going to be sits all across the board. Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel, Laquan Treadwell, not interested. Jamison Crowder, not interested. I really like Braxton Berrios as a player, solid kind of crafty slot guy, but not someone who's going to be fantasy relevant, especially on this Jets offense this season. Moving on to the Lions taking on the Falcons. For the Lions, Amon Ra St. Brown's breakout season is going to continue three straight games in a row of top tier fantasy production. He has got to be a start. He's seen so much volume. Josh Reynolds has been performing well also, but just doesn't have the locked in volume like a guy like Amon Ra. So Reynolds is going to be a sit. And then for the Falcons, 
The only wide receiver you're interested in is Russell Gage, and he continues to dominate. And if you snagged Russell Gage, you know, somewhere in that Calvin Ridley kind of stepping away period, I mean, he has just been producing almost every single week. Then we have the Chargers taking on the Texans, and there's three players here. They're all going to be starts, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Brandon Cooks. Keenan Allen, high-end wide receiver one. Mike Williams is probably back-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Brandon Cooks, the man just continues to produce, even with not great quarterback play. I mean, you can just guarantee Brandon Cooks to outperform his draft ADP almost every single season. So another kind of really nice year from him. It's great to see. Then we've got a divisional game between the Ravens and the Bengals. For the Ravens, continue to fire up Marquise Brown as a solid wide receiver too. Sitting Rashad Bateman just doesn't have any consistency there. For the Bengals, both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are coming off of just brutal performances. I understand they may have cost you games. You know, you may not even be in the fantasy playoffs anymore because of one or two of those players, but I still think you just fire him up again. Even though Tyler Boyd had a bigger game, I think you sit him. In this Bengals offense that has really shifted away from being pass heavy to being very run heavy, I think it's going to support the bigger play guys like Jamar Chase, like T. Higgins, not a guy like Tyler Boyd who typically relies on more volume. Next game, we have the Bears taking on the Seahawks, and I'm going to list Darnell Mooney as a start, and that's assuming that Allen Robinson is not back. He's missed a bunch of games. Darnell Mooney operating as the wide receiver one, I think is a nice, solid play. And then for the Seahawks, I'm assuming Tyler Lockett is going to be back because he is vaccinated and was added to the COVID list a few days ago, so he should be able to test negative, fire him up as a start. Same thing with DK Metcalf. Metcalf just continues to not really break out after Russ has come back. But like, what are you going to do? You still got to keep him in your lineup unless you're just absolutely stacked. Then we have the Steelers taking on the Chiefs. For the Steelers, fire up Deontay Johnson, high-end wide receiver one. I'm honestly sitting Chase Claypool. He's just not producing. He's not seeing any volume. And when he does see the volume, he's not really connecting on those huge splash plays like he did as a rookie. I still think he can have a really nice career. I just don't know if he's going to get it done this season, especially for fantasy football purposes. Then we've got Tyreek Hill here, who actually got added to the COVID list. We don't know how this is going to play out. I think it was him, Kelsey, some other key players on that offense. So he could, you know, test out of it. We don't know. If he is unable to play, I'm just fading that entire wide receiver room. I'm not interested in playing the McCole Hardmans or the Robinsons. I would just be fading all those guys. Then a divisional game between the Broncos and the Raiders. Just fade this entire Broncos wide receiver room. Probably one of the most talented wide receiver rooms that is just totally fantasy irrelevant. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Tim Patrick. Don't trust any of them. For the Raiders, Hunter Renfro had his first down game in a while. I still think you fire him up as a high-end wide receiver too, probably at the lowest. And then on Sunday Night Football, we have Washington taking on the Cowboys. Terry McLaurin just continues to underperform. Obviously, you know, tough situation. Both the quarterbacks are out with COVID. You know, you can kind of give him a pass there, but he just continues to fall low end wide receiver two, honestly, maybe even like wide receiver three flex range. It's tough, but that's really where we're at here with Terry. For the Cowboys, I think you can trust all three of these guys. CeeDee Lamb's the number one, even though he's been struggling with drops a little bit. Amari Cooper, pretty big disappointment from what I expected 
out of him. Michael Gallup, you know, kind of being the thorn in the side of these two guys. I think if Michael Gallup's not there, you're probably just seeing monster numbers from both Lamb and Cooper, but they're all kind of able to, you know, be above like a certain level to the point where they are fantasy relevant. And then the final matchup of the week, Dolphins taking on the Saints. For the Dolphins, Jalen Waddle should be back. So he's a start. And I do think Devontae Parker's a solid start as well. It's like a wide receiver three flex range. For the Saints, Marquez Callaway had a big game against the Bucks. That is not something I think is going to carry over against the Dolphins. He is going to be a sit along with the rest of that Saints wide receiver room. That is going to wrap it up for every single week 16 matchup. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for checking in and I'll see you in the next one.